Hello, hello, hello. The bell has rung, and welcome once again to the Doctor of Digital podcast. Another great episode coming your way. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Chapter 4. The Law is a Process. I love you too, my star and angel. Time to go now. We'll stay in touch. The problem is, I don't know exactly how to do that. I watched Catron get in with Anne. I caught Catron looking back. Anne's gray Subaru wagon pulled out of the driveway, backed into the street, and I could see her pull into Selena's driveway down the street. Catron got out, waved to Anne, and Selena took Catron into her house. I can't keep in touch. Catron is down the street, a thousand miles away. I called Robert. What I need to know is how can I get our child home, in school, and back in a secure environment. The law is at work. Catron came home without her security blanket, her big afghan. The law is a process. Anne just picked up Catron, per the judge's order, and then dropped her off at Selena's. What kind of order is this? Look, Paul, knock off the righteous indignation act with me. I'll call Anne's attorney about the Afghan thing. Catron's Afghan is crucial. I have to get it. Fine. Done. Today I received my daily note from your wife's attorney. There is a voluminous amount of mail. How can she afford so much legal work? Nothing personal, Robert. But you guys are not cheap. I got out Robert's bill, made my mental notes. Okay, no more dry cleaning. Cancel cable. I started a check to write and pay a nominal amount. This note indicates she would meet with a mediator. Because meeting with a mediator means reaching a consensus and then entering into an agreement, I don't think that is a good idea, primarily because your wife does not seem to be able to live up to any agreement. I've been cooperative. I gave Catron's clothes to Anne. It is my experience that the masters do not like to order the parties to share clothing. This does not make sense as it costs the father twice as much to clothe the child. But many times when a dad complains that the mom won't send clothes, the masters make clucking noises and tell the dad to buy clothes. This is childish. But your wife is fixated on this point. If we clear the point, she will then move on to something else. And Catron's Afghan? You're on better ground here. The mother is simply ignoring a child's genuine need for a unique security item. I can call your wife's attorney to state that the personal items must be returned by the end of the week or we will file a petition. A judge would most likely agree. Sorry that this is getting stupid fast, but until we have the psychiatrist's report, there is little that can be done. The psychiatrist will advocate Catron's needs, but until then, I sit and wait? No, this is what you need to do. You need to attend a required court parenting class that is being held tomorrow night. While your daughter is away, use your time wisely. Okay, you're right. This is a good thing and positive. I'll fax the info to you. Just be there and do it. All right, I will. I located the subterranean classroom on parenting. The steam pipes hissed disapprovingly at me as I walked down the steps and into the narrow corridor, making sure I didn't bump my head on the low ceiling beams. The classroom had wobbly desks, and given the girth of some of my compatriots, they decided to stand. Not a bad idea, as my chair creaked and I reached out on both hands to steady my descent. You here for parenting? An enormous figure loomed directly behind me. I nodded yes, so she thrust papers into my hand. Name, address, children, fill in the information on the papers. I need to get that paper or you don't get recognized by the court that you were here, she said. Our instructor was so African-American she was purple, 
perhaps permanently dressed in a uniform that looked like a security guard, blue shirt, black pants, and looking stern. She meant business. She handed everyone the same papers and marched to the front of the room. I'm Ms. Green. I'm your instructor. Now, I know some of you don't want to be here. I know some of you think this is funny, but this is no game. The court is here to let you know that you can reconcile and get out of this process. You can stop right here and end it all. No one cares about you, your problems, and how you don't like your spouse. The court works in the best interests of the child. No one breathes. You will have a short presentation, a video, and be sure to turn in your attendance form. Clear? The class assembled collectively and assented. We listened to Ms. Green. How can I end this madness? Invite Anne back? Then what? Anne could just take Katrin again. I had no choice. I handed in the paperwork. Katrin came back the following week. Maybe Anne would have her act together by then, and Ms. Green would help her to see reason. If not, the die is cast. In any case, the court recognized I attended the compulsory parenting class. Ms. Green got me to thinking. Maybe I could learn more about parenting. I looked into the father's rights pamphlet I received for local classes. Divorce Parenting from the Heart meets on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. at the Covenant Lutheran Church in Covenant Township, a 10-mile drive. I called and enrolled. I drove up to Covenant, Covenant and remembered passing the church before. The cemetery was below the church, at a weird angle in the road, and on both sides of the historic road where you always had to slow down. Modern engineering could not compensate for the faithfully departed guarding their proprietary sacred resting place. The church occupies the northern hill, and the sanctuary is small but homey. A typically Protestant sacred space, a prominent lectern, no candles or stained glass, but that nice airbrush painting of Jesus in a beaming light with folded hands looking heavenward. Quaint, I thought. Tony Esposito, middle-aged, father of three, divorced, casually dressed with no suit or tie, polo shirt, but determined looking, bounded down the stairs to greet each participant warmly. Five minutes late, he introduced the program. Welcome all, this is a 10-week parenting class, which is not affiliated or sponsored by anyone. I began these meetings after my divorce, and my intention is to help people in the throes of the divorce and custody process. Divorce. Custody. These are sobering words. I fiddled with the class materials to find the outline and schedule. The 10-week course covered rules for children, self-esteem, anger management, aspects of parenting I learned or took for granted. At the conclusion of the course, participants were awarded a certificate of attendance. I sought to earn extra parenting skills in addition to the required one-night court class. Ms. Green and Tony are right. I need parenting help. I thought of the church as well. Father Williams of St. Simon and Thomas Church maybe didn't know parenting, but he was the priest most familiar with us as a family. Simon and Thomas Church sat at the S-curve, intersection of routes 252 and 3. I told the good man that if the ice was smooth and slippery, sometime he might have a car through the church in time for his homily. He said, I'd be sure to ask for a donation since he got there for the important part. Father actually had a sense of humor. Years as a corporate accountant made him a real person. The ministry was a later-in-life decision. He was probably in his late 30s, a bit paunchy, thin glasses with no frames, medium build. He liked to jog. 
Father placed a call to Anne, and surprisingly, she agreed to come in for counseling. Father came into his office, puffing, back from a run and in his jogging clothes, helping Anne carry in files and papers, holding the door with his foot. He looked befuddled with the files. So, Selena is helping? Father William said. Hi, Paul. Good to see you. Father shook my hand. I peeked through the office curtains to see Selena's smirk out by Anne's car. She dragged the life out of a cigarette. I hope we don't give you a run for your money tonight, Padre. Father ran. I had seen him for counseling and took Katrin in once, but this was a night different from all other nights. I expressed my concern about a marital difficulties and mentioned how Anne flung her wedding ring at me. We were not there long enough for Father to cool down from his run before Anne pressed her key point. I have it. I have it right here, Anne declared. Anne pulled out her files and papers. They were musty, dog-eared pamphlets I hadn't seen in years, but I recognized them immediately. Look at this, Father, right here. That proves my point. Paul is not responsive like he promised, Anne said, handing Father a form filled out in handwriting. I knew what the form was, but not what word Anne pointed to. Father Williams pushed his glasses back up on his nose. I studied Father's brow crease as he formed his thoughts. Father began gently and slowly. And, because an engaged encounter over a decade ago, Paul said he would be responsive to you does not apply now. Anne's chair tapped mine. So, did you put him up to this? Is this your idea? Anne pointed her finger at me and stood up. I felt a laser-like stare burning on my left side from Anne's direction. I stared at Father's forehead and wondered if it's moist from jogging or from us. This is going nowhere. You are not helping, and since you are just taking Paul's side, this is doing no good. I don't need this. Anne grabbed her form, swept up all her files, and like a sprinter, bolted. The screen door banged shut, and St. Francis tilted with the force. Father Williams rose to adjust the picture frame, peeped outside, and pebbles from Anne's car tapped the glass as she sped away. He instinctively reacted and backed away. Selina, no doubt, Father uttered just loudly enough for me to hear. Father wiped his brow and collapsed in his seat across from me. He took a drink from his water bottle. I'm in the business of marrying people. I'm a priest, but face it, Paul, your marriage does not exist. Anne threw her wedding ring at you in front of Catron. Yes, I guess when you put it that directly, it's pretty symbolic, huh? I'm not a professional counselor. If anything, you need a professional. We did see a guy, a Dr. Vishnu. Have you called him? Make an appointment? I wonder if Catron is safe. If you have any chance at all, for safety's sake, perhaps with a professional? Yes, Father, I suppose you are right. A professional may be able to counsel Anne and me. My attorney mentioned a professional mediator, an attorney trained in conflict resolution, who can help us to settle property issues. I got up to go. Father placed his hand on my shoulder once I reached the door. I glanced outside and looked around. Then, God bless Paul, I wish the three of you well. I want what is in the best interest of Katrin. I understand, Father. Thanks for your time. It is comforting to know Father will be there when I need him. I booked an appointment with Dr. Vishnu. Oh, so good to see you again, Pauly. Dr. Vijay Vishnu habitually called me Pauly 
and although I corrected him once at first, I concluded that it was just too much bother to care anymore. Dr. Vishnu's accent was Indian, though his phrasing showed evidence of having lived in the United States for years. Through earlier marriage counseling, Anne and I exceeded my insurance coverage, so this session came out of my pocket, $125 in greenbacks. Anne caught me as I was walking in, stating, Vishnu will get you and straighten you out pronto. The doctor let the comment pass. I escaped to a comfortable single chair in Vishnu's office. Anne followed closely and sat as well, a small end table separating us. Now Anne and Polly, Dr. Vishnu flipped through his counseling notes. I assigned homework to each of you weekly, as I recall. Anne fidgeted. She picked up a tissue box that sat on the table between us. I wonder what she is affected. I didn't move a muscle. Maybe Vishnu got to her. Is this a breakthrough? Yes, doctor. Things have moved well beyond that by now, Anne stated. Oh, but as I recall, one of the issues we struggled with was that the weekly homework I assigned were not completed. I heard the tissue box crumpling in Anne's clutches. I don't like what you're saying, Anne stated. Paul and you reported weekly, but as I recall, Paul completed the assignments. The tissue box bounced off my right knee. I felt numb. I froze. Anne leaped up, stating, I don't like the way this session is going. Anne came so close I could feel her breath as she got within inches of my face. I closed my eyes and waited for her to strike. Anne's hands reached out and I felt the heat of her hands near my eyes. I'm so fucking angry I could scratch your eyes out. This is Mick, the Doctor of Digital, signing off. Mick, as in Jagger, except he's got more money. Mick, the Doctor of Digital, signing off. The Doctor of Digital... Like cotton candy for your ears, Deus Volt.